Hi, I'm Dan Pleiss. And I'm Amber Ray. And this is Unconditional Love. A podcast about personal responsibility. Hello, everyone. Uh, Welcome back to our podcast. We've uh, been away for a little bit because Amber and I were busy. Thank God. So, uh, but uh, now we've got a little bit of time, so we're recording our next episode. We're excited to be uh, on the third episode of our season two of Unconditional Love uh, and enjoying the conversation as much as always. So hopefully you will as well. Um. This week, we're going to be talking about loving good versus great, um, which is something that uh, has been resonating a lot with me lately. It has to, and it really came about partly because of all the work that I was doing, um, where I uh, was in a challenging work situation where there are a lot of variables that I couldn't control and in my work, I'm generally good at controlling all of the variables to for you know, optimal outcomes. And in this particular case, there, I'd had no control over a lot of variables. And so the outcome was suboptimal, at least for me. Um, it sounds like the virtual world to me, Dan. Yeah, the virtual <laughs> world where there's so many variables like, yeah what computer are you using and what audio levels you have set in your computer and what platform are you using to stream your video and what camera are you looking at? Really? Yeah. And what, and does your internet service drop out periodically or is your kid playing a video game so that you can't be on the broadcast anymore? Um, So uh, in any case, uh, that's what sort of led me to this topic uh, for this week. And um, and it's uh, something that I've struggled with for a long time, actually. Um, a long time ago, I don't know, like 10 years ago, or maybe not quite that long, I did a huge job uh, production that over, under very extreme circumstances in a short period of time. Yeah, you actually worked on it. It was one, the one we had the side-by-side broadcast studios. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I, that, I had to throw that together in six weeks. And we had like 75 breakout rooms around a convention center and a giant um, a giant general session. And there were uh, two companies that had never worked together before coming together. And it was extremely challenging. And everything ran perfectly. And on the last day of the show, after the last session, I was up on stage and everyone was congratulating each other and the client came up to me and said and said and said you know great job and I said yeah thanks and and she said you should like you should be super proud and excited like you did an amazing job and I was you know in therapy at the time and I talked to my therapist and I and I said it really struck me that I I that perfection was my expectation and so when the client said, you know, you did an amazing job, I, th- I was like, well, what else? In my mind, I was like, well, of course I did an amazing job. What else would I do? And, and, um, but it wasn't a lot, but I, because of that, I wasn't able to celebrate 
you know, a job well done under extremely trying circumstances because I had this expectation that everything I do, at least in my work life, was going to be perfect. And and since then, I've been able to, at various moments and various jobs, stop and say to myself, wow, like you're really doing a great job. <laughs> good for you. And yeah. be able to feel good about it instead of just having that, that be the expectation that it always goes perfectly because nothing always goes perfectly. And um, if you think that it is, then it's, then you're fooling yourself. But also, I mean, it's some of the stuff we've been talking about for a while about all the things in, that when you're, when you feel like you are, are mastering all of the circumstances, then you're fooling yourself there too, because, you know, the, the power could have gone out in the middle of, of, you know, at any point during that, that event. And there's nothing that I could have done about that. And it was completely out of my control. And to believe that somehow I was, you know, mastering all of these circumstances that I, in reality, had nothing, no control over, um, is foolish. And, uh, and it sets, sets myself up for only, like, only criticizing myself. I'm only, only focusing on things that don't go well instead of things that do go well. So, yeah. um, uh, it's funny, you just talking about that, because yesterday, with everything else that happened on the show that I was on, our host, our main presenter for the show, uh, right before uh, she got on, before we went live, uh, a Cox Cable guy, she said, oh, I see the Cox Cable is out there. And right when she said that, that was when uh, her internet went down. Um, <laughs> And we were all, everybody who was on the, in the broadcast was like, huh, that's not a good sign. <laughs> oh, look, I see a fireman walking into the back of the ballroom. I wonder what that means. <laughs> the fire alarm goes off. Right. Yeah. There are so many things that are out of your control. And you know, the other thing I was thinking when you were talking is you were saying how you, you have an, it, with work anyway, you've had an automatic, um, assumption that everything will go perfectly and I like that's such a foreign concept to me like I I know things I, I like what I know for me is that everything always works out it just mm -hmm. does like even if stuff falls apart uh it's still gonna work out but I don't have that same sense of um oh I don't have that sort of uh, that confidence level in myself that you have in you which I really admire you know, it's um, what was I going to say about that? They, um, the, but the thing is that the the reality is that the perfection is in the in in the imperfection, right? Because it's it's yeah. it's the things that that don't go wrong, that do go wrong, that we learn from and that we grow from, and that we allow us to continue to evolve as human beings, whether it's in our professional life or our personal life, and how could you even you couldn't ever know what good was if bad you know, didn't yeah exist. if you didn't know yeah i read uh i was reading something the other day and uh, something that stuck in my mind was that seeking perfection um is demoralizing but seeking mm -hmm. excellence is motivating mm -hmm. Hmm. because perfection is impossible yeah. basically you know mm -hmm. 
I think about that. I don't know. I have to figure out what I th what I think excellence means. I'm not sure if I if I have a clear definition in my um, in my head. Oh. We um, you know, there I guess excellence. You know what the difference is? The excellence sound is is uh, um, subjective. Mm -hmm. But so is perfection, I guess. But it's kind of like you know, in in the four agreements, the last agreement is always do your best. But mm -hmm. your best is different every single day because mm -hmm. things happen to you or you're not feeling well or what it, whatever mm -hmm. the situations are of that particular day the idea of what your best is is always changing mm -hmm. yeah well, that's like a topic for a, a different a separate podcast because <laughs> that's like the, that takes me to that Brene Brown thing about assume that everyone is always doing their best and you won't be disappointed in them because uh, when you make assumptions about that you think that someone could be doing better, yeah. you think that they're that they're doing less than their best. When the reality is that people are always doing their best, and it's uh, well, that's the other agreement, right? Don't make yeah. assumptions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, except that, yeah, I mean, I think she's saying sort of the opposite is like, don't, yeah, don't assume that someone can do better. Um, you should assume that they're. You, the only thing you can you can assume is that they're doing their best because there's nothing else they can do. Um, yeah. We're all always doing our best. We're by by definition, if we could be doing better, would we'd be doing it? <laughs> Wouldn't we be doing it? Although that's what we be, or at least I know I do. That's what I beat myself up for all the time. It's like why couldn't you have done a better job at whatever that thing was? Mm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe this should be called good versus better <laughs> but because uh, yeah. there's always you know we can always find ways to to criticize ourselves and uh or focus on bad things um yeah and to your point it's like you focus on what you do right because that will help you that continues to make mm -hmm. you work you in know? all kinds of ways yeah you yeah. like this went really well i want to remember that and and uh, and this went really well, and, that, and that's how you boost your confidence, and and your confidence is a way to help you stay aligned so that you can continue to do your best. Yeah, even and, when you have your mother standing outside your office door stalking you. Mm -hmm. oh Breathing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> well, that's why I put the Lord's Prayer in here that, you know, um, I, actually, I did, when I looked it up to make sure I had or the it's wording right. It says serenity right. prayer, right? Yeah, the serenity prayer. Sorry, not the Lord's oh. prayer, the serenity prayer. Um, it turns out there's like a whole bunch of other verses that are all super Christian and preachy. And Oh, really? I didn't yeah, know that. I know. I always thought it was just like these these four lines, but it turns out there's like verses and verses of like giving yourself over to God. It's, it's very like uh, AAE, like Alcoholics oh, yeah, Anonymous. Yeah. Like, but. Um, but the first four lines, you know, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And, um, you know, the way I feel about that is the only thing you can change is how you feel about the circumstances. Yep. Um, I love uh, in, um, in Slaughterhouse-Five, which I recently reread, um, the main character, Billy Pilgrim, has that in his office he's an optometrist and he has that in his office and he looks at it when he is feeling out of control about things and 
the way the book says it says uh, that Billy Pilgrim has this in his office and it has the prayer God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to, th to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference and the next sentence in the book is among the things that Billy Pilgrim couldn't change were the past the present and the future <laughs> years and years and years since i read that book it's so, so good it's so good um but yeah i mean we can't change i mean especially the now like you can't change the now then like so the the only thing you can change is how you can be sitting here and you can be miserable or you can be happy and it doesn't, nothing around you is different except how you feel about yeah. it. Well, and especially with, if you're seeking, like, if you expect things to be perfect, then you will always be discontent. Discon you will never yeah. be contented, right? Mm -hmm. Because, well, to your point, it's about how you feel, right? Yeah. And that's sort of what, you know, um, so when I was working on this job and things weren't working out and, and, and because I, because I was upsetting me that there were things that I couldn't control that I felt like I ought to be able to, or would normally be able to, um, I started having this expectation that things weren't going to go well. And then, um, when, people were having technical difficulties. It was just a small handful of them. I kept expecting it to blow up into this giant thing. And I was really anxious about it. And, and I kept, and everyone was so nice. Like everyone would just, they were so patient and so nice. Anytime I would apologize, they'd just say, Oh no, don't worry about it. We've been, we all have been dealing with this and we all understand. And every single person and, and people would, so we had a little virtual mm -hmm. tech support room set up and people would stop back in the next day and say, I just want to say thank you for helping me out. And I was like, I just don't feel like this is the way the average tech support person, you know, the way their life goes is that people just like dial back in just to tell them thank you for helping them. Like it just doesn't <laughs> happen, but it, it was, everyone was so kind and gracious and, and, at the end, uh, everyone was super happy, and, and I felt like I was the only person who was disappointed. <laughs> and that's so so backward that I that that you know I was the one who had made all this stuff happen, and I was the only one who was unhappy about it. And everybody else was who just experienced it was super yeah. happy. So it, the only thing that was wrong was my feeling about it. Yeah. Huh. Well, and you, to your point, like. You thought it, you thought it was going bad, but nobody else did. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah, I kept having to talk myself down from the ledge. Like it's just a handful of people out of out of three hundred and of more four hundred, like four hundred and fifty people. There was just a handful of them who actually just had uh had any problems, and yet in my mind it was, and I kept expecting it to balloon into a thing and people yeah. to be upset, and and everyone just kept saying what a great job we were doing, and I and. Uh, it's just, uh, uh, I, I don't know why I, I couldn't just relax. And I mean, and it's going to be, it's going to be whatever it is, no matter what. And I knew that I'd done the best job that I could. Yeah. But, uh, but I know that's a, the, what this led me to and what I, you know, 
how it tied back to the our, our the overriding theme of our podcast of unconditional love being that you stay in your state of love and appreciation regardless of what the actual circumstances are yeah. around you and you know found myself not doing that and um <clears throat> i realized that you know the last the all three podcasts of this season so far it, it keeps coming for me it keeps coming back to me tr- struggling with the f- of to accept the fact maybe finally in my 55th year of life that i can't control everything or really anything except how i feel and i've 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 like i've been saying that for a while and i understand it intellectually but i don't under i don't i can't i don't know it in my bones i don't i don't feel it i still feel like i ought to be able to control things and we're taught from you know such an early our whole lives like you control you get to choose like you know what happens in your life you control your finances and where you live and who you're with and all this stuff that it feels like you control but but it's such bullshit yeah and any of it can change at any second yeah. through no action on your part whatsoever yeah. and learning to give up that to give up that sense of control is really really hard it's so hard for me and i imagine that it is for everyone but or at least most people but like that's really the journey right is to learn to just relax and and let life flow and so, to relax accept the and fact allow, that, right yeah you have no control really over anything except yeah. your thoughts it's the yeah. only thing you have and if you can just accept that how much happier you could be you know it was it was weird i had a um Sunday night I had a panic attack which I almost never do um I've had a handful of them in my life and because you know with, when I was with Christopher he had them all the time I got super familiar with what they the are signs, and what the yeah. symptoms are and and just from him talking about them so the first time I finally had one I recognized it from him talking about it and I've had several over the years not you know not a ton like maybe five in my life or something but um i think you, you've had at least one right i think you remember talking about having oh a, yeah <laughs> but it yeah. was funny this time i think i think i feel like maybe partly because I, I know from reading about it that um it's a biofeedback mechanism like your body is generating all of this this it's static energy it's yeah. biochemical yeah but it was i was this time in the past it, it felt like it was in my head but this time I was definitely so aware of the fact that it was in my body and not in my head. And as soon, and as, soon as I tried to think about, you could take any thought. And it was crazy the way I, because you know, from all the meditation, everything I've been doing, I was like, oh, let me just, I'm just going to try to focus on things that I know that make me happy, like, um, like being in Canada. And my brain, the second that I would try to, latch on to something that that I could feel happy about my brain instantly went to the most negative thing it, it was like wow. my my body I would, I would I would try to relax and my body would just go no you can't relax it's we're in fight or flight mode and my brain would would just instantly 
go to like the worst case scenario like what if you never are able to do the cottage again or what if like the the something happens and the government takes the land back and you can't go there anymore or like like just oh God, I mean just man. like extreme crazy yeah. things and so I finally ended up just trying I just literally was trying really hard to not think about anything like literally just turn your brain off and just let your body vibrate because the second you if you try to control it with your brain it it'll it's just it, there's there was nothing that I could focus on that didn't instantly become like this uh, you know catastrophe yeah. in my head so I just had to stop thinking altogether and I just wouldn't lay down in bed and just lay there and turn my brain off anyway did you, go, did you go for a walk or anything or did no you, it was in the just, evening I just I was like I'm just gonna lie here and then eventually go to turn my brain off and just go to sleep but no like anything any stimulation well it was us if uh, 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 any stimulation was ne- yeah. was negative like light was negative sound was negative like it like just looking at anything I just had to like close my eyes and just literally turn my brain off and and wow. fortunately I, I've a lot of practice doing that from all insomnia that I used to have like I learned if I lie in bed I could I sort of learned to turn my brain off so that I wouldn't keep me awake at yeah. night and so lying in bed is a place that's good for me to do that it's so funny for me like the few like if I have I've only had a couple panic attacks but um but sometimes if I like have like an like I don't know if you ever have them when you're sleeping. Like I'll get like an anxiety attack when I'm sleeping inside my brain and I'll wake up. I, I literally have to get out of bed because if I stay in bed, I just, I'll just keep thinking about it. So I have to, for me, I have to go and do something to take my mm-hmm. mind off of it. It's that whole mm-hmm. chop wood, carry water sort of thing where mm-hmm. I have to have a task mm-hmm. to calm my mind down. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting. You do the opposite, right? Yeah. I was talking to Christopher about it because he doesn't really get him so much anymore. But he said that his the thing that he does to distract his brain is he looks at porn. <laughs> I was like, well, that's the other co- brain. Whatever works for you, whatever yeah. coping mechanism. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but no, so so and that that's a great example of like you know, not give of not having control, right? I mean, my body oh, yeah. just just was refusing to to be a cooperative component in my life so you just have to just go with it and and uh allow it to be a moment of the discomfort to feed the the good things in your life so then you know when you come out of it you it it's again like what you're saying without the bad you can't you can't even know what good is so mm-hmm. without the the feeling of being in discord with your body you can't know what it feels like to have your body feel good and that's the that's the same thing with all the other circumstances in your life it's it's just have to accept the fact that you can't control them so just enjoy this moment and that's all we have Hmm. it's a good conversation it's good Well, I should. Uh, we should probably sign off um, yeah. for Encourage our, uh, all of our avid email listeners. Email us. Yep. At uh, we'd ever Amberdan, check it. <laughs> yes, Emberdan Love at gmail dot com. Yeah. Um, 
send us an email about and if you have any topics you'd like us to discuss that you think would be interesting and uh, otherwise um, we'll be back as soon as we can hopefully within a week we'll try to do one a week um, yep. until we run out of topics or or get or bored people tell us to get off the yeah, yeah. <laughs> well since uh, no one's listening it doesn't really matter anyway <laughs> but 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 we love us so that's all that matters we do. all right uh okay i love you dan i love you too okay. have a great day okay. you too bye, bye.